on in, guys, because it's time for another episode of Outwatch, a Survivor Rewatch podcast. My name is Alex, your host and guide through our Outwatch experience where we rewatch, recap, and react to seasons of Survivor an episode at a time. And here we are in Survivor China, Survivor's 15th season, and we are taking it one episode at a time. Whether you are joining us as a fellow rewatcher, whether this is your first foray into this season, or, you know, you're not watching it right now, but you like to reminisce on Survivor's past, we welcome you with open arms, just like Jean Hu welcomed Aaron and James before they promptly voted Aaron's ass out. <laughs> um, before, uh, I haven't even said what episode this is. This is episode five of Survivor China titled Love is in the Air, which turns out to be a very minor <laughs> thing that happens this episode, but it's titled that nonetheless. Uh, before we get into the details of what happens this episode, you should get to know my co-hosts here with me. So first, Adam, welcome to Outwatch. So good to be here. Uh, Adam, the biggest thing that happens in this episode is we've got our big twist, We've seen tribe swaps before, but folks, we've never seen a tribe swap like this. Each tribe gets to choose two people from the other tribe to join their tribe. On its surface, doesn't feel that bad, but <laughs> it's quickly figured out how you can totally game this. Um, and that is indeed what one tribe does. Uh, kind of unfair for the folks that were picked. Seems like it was out of their control. And they're in a much worse spot. So that got me thinking. Uh, I would love for each of us to come up with our idea for the most unfair, um, most agency removing twist possible for Survivor. Um, Adam, what do you think? Uh, this is this is hard because this one is pretty unfair. It's hard <laughs> to be worse than this, like like Scott said before. Um, here was my thought. We're at a post-merge individual immunity challenge. Yeah. Everyone draws rocks. There's one odd rock. And the person with the odd rock is playing against everyone else. And if they lose, they're out. Interesting. But if they win, business as usual, they get immunity and everyone else goes to tribal. Wow. That would be pretty unfair. Be pretty unfair. <laughs> that makes me think of um, a quote unquote advantage that was that happened in season 40, the all winter season. Which is the first time this happened where. The person um, finds an advantage and it's an extortion advantage. And what they <laughs> then get to do is choose another player. And unless they pay that the person who extorted them X number of fire tokens, which is a whole other survivor mechanic, which was added in season 40. There's an in-game currency now. Then they um, like have to sit out the, the, um, the challenge. And like, I think they started with a vote against them at, um, at tribal. I can't remember, but I, I so wild. Yeah, it happened. And I was like, time out. <laughs> So this person basically just says, you lose. Thankfully, that's not how it went down. You know, no spoilers here since this isn't a um, 
season 40 recap here. But here, let me let me read the whole thing of the extortion advantage, not to take us too far down this rabbit hole. But the castaway who finds this may send this to an active castaway and extort them for a number of fire tokens of the finder's choosing. If the extorted castaway does not pay in the given amount of the given amount of fire tokens by the next immunity challenge, they must sit out the challenge and lose their vote at the next tribal. Jeez. So there's that. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> Emily, welcome to Outwatch. Thanks for having me. Uh, the most unfair twist you can think of. What do you got? So we start a survivor season and there are two tribes, mm-hmm. but they don't get to meet each other. Until a challenge. And we find out that one is playing regular survivor and one is playing survivor crab walk. <laughs> <laughs> The the normal tribe, you know, like gets there and then there's like this big reveal and the other tribe is just a, a crab walking into the tribal the, the, the challenge arena. <laughs> They're like, what the hell are they doing? They have to do like, the whole challenge. Oh, so. That's awesome. <laughs> Jeff, I why am I'm- I on the tr- the crab walk tribe? <laughs> what if this wasn't the main point, but what if Survivor ran something where it was like they never like like the two tribes never actually see each other. And like they could even do like a swap at some point, but only the people that like move to the other tribes like get to see the people, you know, the new people. It's a riff on all those Netflix shows about like love is blind. Love is I was, blind. I was just thinking the circle. The circle, yeah. It's yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah, that would be interesting. They could like write each other notes about their tribe and like they could lie if they want to. Yeah, the challenges would be a challenge. I feel like everything would just have to be like time based. Uh huh. So just, you know, like you could run them parallel if you could like put up massive dividers or something. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say you put up a giant wall between them. Yeah. (laughs) Huh, I'd be into that. Be interesting. I'd just uh-huh. be curious to see if it affects the game at all, you know? <laughs> the inverse has happened, and one of the worst seasons of Survivor is called Survivor One World, and there are two tribes, but they live at the same beach. Which you think what? you think like in theory, that's kind of a novel idea. You think that might be interesting, but really it was just like I don't know, just kind of like nasty and thus like, no, this is my rice. No, it's my rice kind of stuff. Mm. Um, Scott, welcome to Outwatch. Hey, how's it going? Fantastic. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Can you hear? Hello? (laughs) I've been waiting on you to pull that out. Uh, What's the most unfair thing you can think of that could happen in Survivor? So this... This might be unfair, but it's like you go to tribal and your tribe votes and like you predetermine like who you're going to vote out and everything. And Jeff reads the votes. But really, what the producers have done is if like votes for one person equates to votes for another person. Huh. So really, you don't know who you're voting for. And then that person, a different person gets voted out. So Jeff like reads the votes and then he's like, but every time that the vote was for Dave, it's actually for PG. 
Yeah. Yeah, that so would be PG's voted out. <laughs> Incredibly unfair. But they didn't know that was going to happen before. Uh-huh. Yeah. What what if what if when they get to tribal like when they get to tribal council and they're about ready to vote, Jeff's like we got a twist tonight. The person with the second most votes is going home. Because if you know that ahead of time, you can probably work out how to do it. Yeah. But without doing it ahead of time, you might screw yourself. Uh huh. These are all kind of like, um, like sequester mini sort of twists, which is this like, uh, online one night, um, social strategy game that kind of took off during quarantine where it's, it's got a lot of survivor elements, but there's a lot of just this chaotic randomness in there too. Huh. Let's go live on Twitch and play. Yeah. You should, if, if listeners out there haven't ever uh, looked up a sequester mini, if you like Survivor, you'll like them. They're, they're really fun. And some of them have former Survivor players who play. So it's cool. Um, my idea is the Edge of Extinction. Okay. This is a, <laughs> a twist which does exist and is bad. Oh, yikes. Tell us more. A- actually, it's, it's not... That's a it's bad. I don't like it. It's not the most unfair thing that can happen. Basically, it's um every whenever you're voted out, you go live on the edge of extinction. And it it's not like um there's a redemption island where you get voted out, you go to redemption island, then you like duel with the next person that's voted out. And eventually the person who is there reenters, right? Edge of Extinction, a season which we will probably not watch at any point because it's a bottom tier season is when you're voted out it accumulates so every single person that's voted out stays on the edge of extinction until like a point in the merge where there's a challenge and then they re-enter which would be fine if that was it it wouldn't be great but it would be fine because it's at the merge but then it happens again at like the finale so you run into situations and this is indeed um spoilers for Edge of Extinction, what happens where you have somebody who is voted out within the first like three or four episodes who then re-enters the game and is now like a, a player with a legit chance of winning, you know, in the finale. It's weird stuff. That doesn't seem fun. Yeah. No, the general consensus is indeed that it is not. <laughs> I hope that the jury wouldn't have rewarded that person. You would hope that, wouldn't you, Scott? <laughs> oh my gosh. Man, come on. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I actually think I've thought before, like um, when I was a kid, I thought this would be interesting, but now I'm like, this is bad. Stupid Alex as a kid where it's like, you just go to a challenge and the challenge is like, all right, um, the last person, like the person who finishes last in this race based challenge is gone. There's no voting. You just have to perform. <laughs> Which, you know, it's just not Survivor at that point. We're talking yeah. about the challenge. Anyway, this episode <laughs> of Ooh, Survivor. What if you did like a immunity challenge where first place gets immunity, but last place gets a reward? Oh, huh. So like, do you sandbag on purpose? Right. Because it's like, hey, you get this steak dinner. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not going to win. So now I have to perform worse than the other people who also. Know yeah. not win. <laughs> it would have to be like something that would also be hard to get last in. 
it would well you could do like a it has to be like a minimum time kind of component or yeah. something like that which like prevents you know people from just like waiting uh-huh or the way in practicality that works is jeff just tempts you with peanut butter and oreos yeah. <laughs> that's true get the girl some peanut butter and chocolate <laughs> jeff <laughs> oh it's bad news all right let's go ahead and head down to tree mail <laughs> Um, and talk about what happens in this episode. This is a big one, guys. Uh, lots of stuff does happen. This episode starts out with Eric and Jamie um, having a mutual attraction. <laughs> I can't even talk about the scene before. I feel like we can't. OK, I feel like we can't just bust through this because we're going to have to talk about the wildness of this scene. Eric and Jamie are in the lake. They're talking. Eric's like, I really like you a lot. And she's like, yeah, that's cool. And then he's like, also, I'm a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's <laughs> bad news. I want to believe that it was prompted in some way, but the way it was edited makes it look so unprompted and awkward. Yeah. Oh, and then, of course, Jamie has to reciprocate by sharing the clue to the immunity <laughs> idol yeah. with him. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, meanwhile, on the other tribe, James and Denise share a bond. Another scene which we must get into. <laughs> this, this episode is a banger, guys. This is the best one of the season so far. It's wild and weird, but it's a banger. Uh, Fain Long receives a note which they that they must pick two Jean Hu members to add to their tribe, and they pick Frosty and Sharia, thinking that they're probably the strongest competitors. Jean Hu then gets the same note, but wildly doesn't realize that the others probably got the note. Um, they pick yeah. Aaron and James, and then they are swapped. And Jean Hu is flabbergasted when they realize they have to get rid of some of their players too. And both tribes get a, a nice basket of food with this little swap. Um, at the new Feilong tribe, Frosty and Sharia see the tribe's distaste with Jean Robert as an opening. Aaron feels comfortable, meanwhile, with the Jean Hu tribe and starts to plant the seed that James should be voted out before him. When this is the, the instigating moment of this episode, folks, PG floats an idea to throw this challenge and then following challenge so that they can just subsequently vote out Aaron and James taking out the Fei Long tribe's two strongest members and evening numbers before a merge. What an amazing idea. We've got our immunity challenge now where we dive for puzzle pieces. Jamie does follow this, um, this plan yeets a piece of the puzzle into the woods. Um, <laughs> and Fei Long wins this one. James at back at camp is so frustrated and belligerent about the tribe's performance. He can't understand it while PG and Jamie are just laughing it up. Um, Eric then <laughs> our poor sweet Eric um, is hurt by the girls not telling him that they were going to throw the challenge, but he sticks with them nonetheless. And James is, is really um, hurt and offended that they uh, blew the challenge so badly seems to burn a bridge with them working amicably in any way. And at tribal council, the tribe 
ultimately decides to vote Aaron out rather than James. And it's by a vote of three to one to one because James votes for PG instead of Aaron. Because he won't vote for his tribe mate. How nice of him. Aaron does vote for James, but it doesn't matter. And just like that, uh, Aaron, one of the assumed power players going into this, this point, is gone. And Scott, you lose your second member. Let's talk, yeah. about, let's talk about Aaron's game first. We've got lots to unpack from this episode, but let's start by talking about Aaron's game. Um, and if there's anything that he maybe did that cost him his life in the game, from your perspective. Uh, I picked Aaron, I think he was my second pick. Correct. He uh, was. In our little fantasy draft. And he was like my winner pick. I thought that like he was like setting himself up to be like enough of a physical threat to like win some challenges, but also had a good head on his shoulders and like knew how to play the game. Yeah. And even like we saw him like in previous episodes we've done where he's setting up an alliance with Todd and I think Amanda. Amanda's her name. Yep. Um so I was like, I felt really good about Aaron, which made this episode very frustrating for me. Um, I think the only fault would be maybe don't, I mean, I don't know what really what he did wrong other than he was the leader of the um, Fei Long tribe. What he did wrong was being a man who's good in challenges. That's what he yeah. did wrong. <laughs> yeah. So like, besides that, like, I don't know that he, played wrong like it just seems like he kind of got set up to fail here which watching it was kind of frustrating for me um knowing that we have this little fantasy survivor game going on of course um and also just just watching it because it feels like like he didn't it's not like you know dave who like pissed everybody off in his tribe or whatever it just felt like it was just such, such a random thing mm -hmm. for me at least watching it <clears throat> That's I, I think that like, I mean, there was nothing he could do. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. This is and why this twist sucks. That's just that's just what it comes down to, which is why this was so frustrating. Like, it was like watching who was it in the last season when they had to draw rocks? Oh, oh. yeah. Jess. Yeah. Jess. Yeah, yeah. And she had to go home. That sucked. Right. It was Watch, it was like, how this felt. yeah, it felt like that for sure. Yeah. That's, so yeah, that's a great point. You can try as hard as and you can play this game as best you can. And in, in this situation, it doesn't matter. Mm hmm. So. Yeah, I don't think that Aaron did anything wrong. I don't think there's anything that he could have done differently. He just got absolutely royally hosed by this twist. And in such a, again, like. It, the, his agency was just completely taken away, right? He got swapped into a place where he was in the minority. The tribe could throw the challenge to explicitly vote him out. and. You know, he played it well, I think, too, you know, like his planting the seeds of like James is going to be a huge threat. Um, he like connected well with the tribe like. He did fine. <laughs> yeah. He just got hosed. He, he yeah. went in with a strategy. Yeah. And was executing that strategy well. Yeah. It just didn't matter. I mean, like good on PG, I guess, like. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. For realizing that and like gaming the system that way. Yep. Um, but yeah, it just sucks. <laughs> Total. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, what? I don't think you blame Jamie or PG, right? For doing this. Cause right. you're right. Like this, 
is the best way to play this when you're in their spot of being a tribe down in the numbers. You just got basically free reign to vote out the other tribe's two strongest members unless you think that you can team up with them. We'll talk about this as we go through, but like this is the best way to play it, I think, from a nuts and bolts, X's and O's sort of way of thinking. Yeah, th- this is definitely frustrating in- towards the the masters of the game, not towards mm. the players in the game. Like, yeah, it's, it's just that. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. And I think that I, I think this is the only time this happens. Um, it's the only time I can remember. I'll see if I can fact check myself. But I am, of course, like not at all surprised if that is the only time this happens, because like this seems antithetical to what Survivor would want too. like to have you're basically making it easier for the players which are deemed the strongest players to be eliminated, right? Like, why would production want this for mm-hmm. their, like, strongest players to be voted out of the season pre-merge, you know? Like, I don't know what they were thinking. Yeah. Yeah, and I I kind of brought this up before we started recording. For, like, a split second there, I thought that they were, like, putting up their two best players and the other tribe was putting up their two best players and they were going to go form, like, a third tribe. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. Because I think that would set up perfectly for like four, four, four. I think I could be wrong on that. Um, which I thought would have been really cool. But yeah, just kind of, it seems like something that they cooked up, but they didn't really think of, think out all the scenarios. It was half baked. For sure. If you will. It was half baked. Um, okay. There's so much <laughs> to talk through in this episode um beyond just the swap a lot happens um so let's go ahead and give our highlights from this episode um emily do you want to go first what moment from this was the most worthy of recapping for you oh wow um i think yeah let's start with the the love is in the air <laughs> let's topic because i was thinking about this before we started recording um they're like teasing that jamie and eric are romantically inclined and that was just a blip oh yeah and then like we never saw it again i was like i was expecting this to be like um in the millennials versus gen x with uh mm-hmm. Figgy and pigtails, yep. whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we, yeah, definitely wasn't anything like that. They just kind of like had an awkward conversation. And then that was, that was that. <laughs> I was like, okay, thanks so much. I had to pause the episode <laughs> when this happened because I was laughing. It was just like what? so out of left field. Yeah. <laughs> and it's what? not like, there, it's not like this was a boring episode with nothing else to talk about. Yeah. Like, that's the part that really got me about it like i i feel like this this is the thing about this whole situation is i think that if because when uh uh pg and jamie throw the challenge they don't tell eric that's what they're doing Uh so eric doesn't know so i think if eric had gotten back and learned about this and then decides to flip on one of them 
then the romance component becomes much more interesting. Sure. But he doesn't do that, so it, it just doesn't matter. Like, it's, yeah. it's all just tribe alliance at that point. Yeah. Yeah, maybe what they were giving us is that, like, because Aaron likes Jamie, he voted with them. But you're, you know, not necessarily. Uh, the thing that was of a piece with that was then the mirror scene on the Fei Long tribe. This was my favorite part. <laughs> this was awesome. Where James is talking about how he appreciates and admires Denise because she is a, a great worker um, and easy to hang out with. I believe that James said, quote, if she was 10 years younger or I was 10 years older, she'd be in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Yeah, that was incredible. <laughs> I just I loved how like sincere James is in this moment of like because he says something about like she's the type of woman who will encourage you and then work alongside you too, like something yeah. like that. Like acknowledge what you're doing and then work alongside. Like it's just such like a simple thing. Like with with Eric and Jamie, it almost feels like. It's like, oh, there's the two attractive white people like they're going to get together. Yeah. But with James and Denise, it's legitimately James is like, yeah, like she's a really like great worker. Like she's encouraging. Like, I really like her. She was like, yeah. if we were closer in age, like, yeah, I would be really into her. Uh -huh. <laughs> it was just so genuine. Uh -huh. James really shines this episode. This is like his coming out party, so to speak. Um, okay, headlines for the rest of y'all. Scott, what do you got? I mean, the we kind of talked about the like the the swap, I guess. That was kind of like the big thing for me. Yeah. I don't know if I have anything really to add to it. Um it just kind of like yeah, it was just the big thing for me watching it that I remembered the most. Yeah. <clears throat> but so yeah were scott were you taken off guard by the people that either tribe selected or was that pretty cut and dry for you um i mean i, I definitely saw like james and aaron i saw that i mean I, that makes sense um i was a little bit perplexed initially by sharia but mm -hmm. also like just because like we've seen her like not contributing much at camp and everything, but the other tribe putting like myself in their perspective, they've seen her like killing it at challenges. So that, yeah. that kind of made more sense. So I think at the end of the day, I was fine with it. Like I was fine. Fair enough. With two both tribes picked. Uh, Adam, what about you? What's your, your headlines from this episode? I think probably one of the, one, one of the more interesting parts of this episode was the fact that Jean Robert was losing James, his biggest ally. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he has to suddenly try to kind of kiss and make up to the people that don't really like him. And he's aware of it. And he's trying to like suddenly start doing a lot more around camp. Like we saw him start to like do more around camp last episode, but this episode it was like he was up early making breakfast and he was going to check the traps and he was uh -huh. doing all this stuff. And no matter how sincerely or, you know, for a purpose of getting people to like him, he worked. Everyone 
just did not like him. Yeah. <laughs> like no one, everyone like started, would complain about him, like telling everyone what to do and all this stuff. And like, I completely get where they're coming from. And John Robert is only doing it to try and save his skin. But I thought that it was just really interesting to like, to watch the shift in John Robert. Yeah, that was a bizarre scene where first of all, the confessional setup was weird and that he's like, like he's sitting there by the fire. Everyone else is asleep and he's like talking to the camera like, yeah, you know, I'm just whipping up some breakfast for everyone. Thought that would be a nice thing to do. Like he's not pulled away for a confessional. It's like he's just sitting there talking to the camera. Yeah. And then, yeah, like you said, he goes and is like, hey, can you all do this? And they all like bark at him. For telling them what to do. It's just weird. It was a weird scene. <laughs> yeah, I think um, we so I mentioned this in the last episode. We were finally starting to hear from Denise. Yeah. And in this episode, we hear more from her, too. And a lot of what we hear from her is her. Accent. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> definitely her accent. But her lack of appreciation for Jean Robert. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, I think we really see this play out. Not with, I mean, not only with Denise. She definitely has like an argument with him that she's like, well, can you, he like tells her to do something, but he, I mean, he really didn't. I didn't think he said it in a way that was like mean. He was just like, hey, you know, I'm going to go out here, Denise. I don't even remember what he said, but like Denise you can come out and join me or something yeah. to like do this task. It, and she was like, can you ask me and say please and stuff? She's obviously like holding on to a lot of resentment from him that I think has been building up and is probably deserved. It seems. Yeah. Right. And then everyone's railing on him. And in the moment I'm like, I get it. Cause I've seen this, like I've seen John Robert and I completely understand in this yeah. moment, it feels a little unfair, but like he's definitely done this to himself. And I think what's missing in a very like relationship building if you're looking at it from that lens is he's just not acknowledging that he's kind of been a jerk. And he's just all of a sudden mm-hmm. like, Oh, I'm going to be so great around camp. And everyone's like, you're full of it because yeah. we haven't seen you do any of this before. Like admit that you've been lazy. Yeah. That's like we're not going to suddenly like you because you made breakfast. But he like, has, a, <laughs> it's his poker strategy. <laughs> yeah. He'll explain from behind. So <laughs> Um, okay, let's go ahead and, and hit some of these other points. Um, I, I also had to note, this was um, made known to me by the Survivor Wiki. Thank you to the people who uh, make that. It's essential stuff for, here, uh, for us here. In the note where you pick the people, um, Jean Robert, <laughs> his name is just John Robert. <laughs> It's J O H N Robert. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> I just I don't know. I think uh, uh, imagining Jean Robert instead as John Robert just John Robert. really makes me laugh. Um, another funny thing that happened here early in the episode, like right when they get, I hope you guys caught this. Right when they like get the notes, um. You know, they're the Phalong tribe is, you know, figuring out who they think the other tribe will pick. And they're like, well, they'll probably pick James and Aaron. But yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And Aaron's like, it's not all about strength all the time. And then you see Jean Robert under his breath, like, it's pretty much all about strength all the time. (laughs) 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 Is this real, like, you know, narrator cuts in. It is indeed all about strength. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to ask if if you think that this could have been played differently by either tribe um, as far as who they picked and kind of their strategy of how to deal with that um, once they come over. Both kind of to different degrees employ this, but they employ the strategy of, OK, we'll pick their two strongest challenge performers. And then if we lose, we'll vote them out. Right. Um, that's definitely the like chalk way to go about this. But I wondered if we have any alternative ideas for how this could be handled in a way that either would be better for them on the island, or at least for us as viewers would be better. Did any alternative um, strategies come to y'all as this went on? I don't know if, this is quite what you're asking, but I almost wanted Eric just for the drama of it to switch over and vote with um, Aaron and James Mm -hmm. because the women in his tribe, I think that was a bad mistake not to tell him that they were throwing the challenge before it happened. Interesting. Yeah. Because at this point, he sticks with them, but he knows he's not number one for them. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or he could just risk it for the biscuit and like try and start a new. I don't know. I think that would have been interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Without knowing more of the social dynamics of either tribe, I don't know how you pick someone that you could sway to your side. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Because... I don't think that Fei Long, I don't think there was any way that Fei Long could grab that would run like with Fei Long long term. Mm-hmm. Um, besides potentially Sharia, maybe Frosty. I think Sharia is your best bet at getting someone to like build an alliance mm-hmm. with. Yeah. Um, for Jean Hu. I, they wouldn't have picked Todd because he doesn't seem like he's very strong. But honestly, like Todd is the best person for you to grab. Like that dude is a weasel and he will make deals with you. Yeah. To flip on everyone else. I was trying to like think about this and I never came to a conclusion, but like uh, to really, you know, go for the Adam Klein highest degree of difficulty move here. Adam Adam Klein would pick someone and then try and form an alliance with them and like you were saying flip them rather than just like vote them out and gain a number you know mm-hmm. and yeah. I, I was trying to think of like what combination would work for that or in like what scenario that would be good I feel like if you're Fei Long you're not going to jump ship to Jean Hu unless you're like somebody who feels ostracized at like at the bottom, right? Because you already have extreme numbers. Uh, maybe like if Jean Robert is pulled over, right? Jean Robert could yeah. be convinced to vote with um, Jean Hu instead. 
and they share a soft J sound at the beginning of their name, Jean Hu and Jean Robert. So that would make sense. And Jamie and James. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's like, it, again, that's like such a high degree of difficulty when you are basically given the opportunity to guaranteed just choose someone from the other tribe that you want to be voted out. Why? Like yeah. you take that <laughs> almost every time. So here's, here's something I just thought of. This would have to be work out perfectly. And then I have no plan for the next episode but if uh if yellow took um denise and james mm-hmm. because they mm-hmm. haven't like they're they're pals um but they're not necessarily like high up in their own team yeah so they go over to the new team and then the new team warmly embraces them and they win the challenge so that they don't have to go to tribal. The other team goes to tribal and they're also annoyed with John Robert that they vote him out. So yeah. the other players are safe. Yeah, that's that's the thing that. But after that, I don't know what you do. Aaron, I, I'm very curious, like what would have happened when because Aaron was asked at one point. Um, after the merge. Do you want to get rid of Jean Robert? Like something like that. Yeah. Like he was asked very point blank. Like, is he does he need to go? Yeah. 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 And Aaron waffles. Yeah. Uh-huh. He sits there and he waffles and he waffles he and like, he oh, waffles. Gosh, like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And this- if he had looked at them and said, yes, pre-merge, I don't care how many of you, I don't care how many of us there are. I want Jean Robert gone. Like he's awful for this game. I wonder if they would have considered not throwing the challenge yeah because at that point pg was like okay so he's pretty guarded yeah yeah that scene is a big one um i'm glad you brought it up it's jamie and pg in the water with aaron i don't know if eric's there or not it's hard to tell (laughs) i think think he is so i think james is the only person doing any work around yeah i think you're right we're just chilling yeah and they're you know asking aaron questions about the tribe and this is before the the tribe or the challenge throw, like the most pointed strategy that I think we've seen so far is them like trying to get this information and Aaron being cagey with it. Which is really interesting for us as viewers. And also, yeah, like, like you said, like. I think this raises our attention to the fact that maybe these people like are actually playing <laughs> and we just haven't seen a lot of it yet, or maybe they are turning it on right now. Um, yeah, I, I think that's the only mistake that we can point to for Aaron, though. <laughs> like, yeah. And like, you can't even really blame him too much for that, right? Like, no, it's it's not like a huge, huge mistake. It's just like. Yeah, like I always say yes, mm-hmm. you can waffle later. Like, yeah, it's make soft yeses are easy. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Though one of the probably is never going to hurt you. (laughs) The other note I was wanted to make from this whole swap rigmarole is I wish that they had done something. Scott, I liked your idea of forming a new tribe with the the two pairs, but I wish they would have done at least something more with like those passing boats. You know, Mm -hmm. I think there was like a cool opportunity for some sort of. Something to kind of give those two like a leg to stand on. Maybe like Jeff meets them in the middle of the lake and is like, 
All right, each of you, here's like a clue to the hidden immunity idol at the camp yeah. you're going to, or like here's an advantage of some kind. Yeah, something to even the playing field a little bit, and it, and if nothing else, to like make more of a moment out of um even if there's not like a game mechanic involved right like here's the maybe they like meet in the middle and have like a to eat for a second like i don't know i think it it would have been cool to see these two these two groups which have been which are now trading they're going to be on opposite teams but they share this fate of having like their agency taken from them and taken by the other tribe i just think that would have been a cool scene that didn't happen yeah um so then here like from the challenge like right before the challenge on through tribal is really where things uh really heat up you, like we have what we talked about where pg and jamie are really like coming into their own here um they're talking to aaron getting information from him they're uh coming up with this idea to throw the challenge and then just vote out these two Fei Long members, which is bold and risky and smart um, and, and a really big move. It's, it's definitely the most like robust strategy that we've gotten so far, and I really enjoyed this part of the episode. Even though the twist itself is frustrating, it was great to see, especially, you know, PG and Jamie, who we haven't seen a ton out of yet, um, really like take hold of this opportunity and really like yeah run this moment in the game um what did you guys think about the decision to throw the challenge and it, it like do you think there's a, a better alternative to this to throwing the challenge yeah I think it could have been done a little more <laughs> I mean Clearly no one noticed. <laughs> Which is pretty wild. Yeah. The thing is, if you this is something I said, if you included Eric in this throw the challenge thing, yeah. the person who's swimming out and then has to swim down and pull sticks out, like he can dive down, pull a stick, out, one stick and just spend as much time as he can down there. Right. And then swim up. And slow that challenge down to a halt for that team, but they didn't include them. Yeah. The puzzle, though, it's the great equalizer. They have full control. They just <laughs> don't solve the puzzle. They're good at Sudoku, though. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I, I do want to get your take on this, and then I, I have um, notes from this area, too. But d when... PG and Jamie hatch this plan. PG's kind of the instigator, but Jamie kind of plays like pulls it off to throw the challenge to vote them off. D did you think that do you think this was the best choice for um for the original Jean Hu members or should they have tried to compete um in in one, right? Like especially now looking back at hindsight, do you think that this was the right move for PG and Jamie to do? I think that my judgment on this is somewhat clouded because every time we have like a tribe swap like that we've seen, like and especially in like the later episodes, I feel like everybody kind of puts their best foot forward um, and just tries to like forge ahead with that tribe. Uh -huh. um, so this is like the first we've seen of this. Um, 
so I don't know if there is a better alternative. I guess the the thing would be I would think is the the alternative is you try to form an alliance with you know James and Aaron. Mm-hmm. Try to all of a sudden you improve your footing in the game, but you, they're still very stuck on like the two tribes kind yeah. of thing. Which that could be a good or a bad thing. I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. I think for me that's the alternative. I, I think we also need to take into consideration it's not even just alliances. It's your ability to win challenges that is in question here. Like, regardless of whether I have the strongest alliance or not, I want individual immunity. Aaron and James are directly standing in the way of that for these people. Mm-hmm. And just because of that fact alone, I really think it's the best move they can make. It, like just given the structure of the game yeah i think it sucks yeah like it's not fun for the viewers but for them as players it's a it's the best move they're taking out people who will make it harder for them to compete for individual immunity and they're hurting the alliance that they will be playing against in theory yeah. i don't think there's a better move I think it's hard to criticize this as like a strategy move for the game. I think that, yeah, I agree with you. I think that what they, the downside of this, and we see this from James, who is clearly like fed up with them, is that you, you ideally want to thread the needle here in that you eliminate some of these large threats, but you also don't like burn the bridge to work with these Fei Long people later down the road, right? Like if you're Jean Hu, you're down a couple members already. Even if you do successfully throw these two challenges, vote out the other two Fei Long members, you're at best even, and you've done nothing but solidified a, you know, tribe versus tribe game here at the merge. And potentially you allow you know, the other group of five who has not had to go to tribal council to like feel really good. And maybe in fact, now you're on the bottom and you haven't realized it. Right. I think that from if, if you are confident that merge comes in its original Fei Long versus original Jean who, then maybe you're right. This is a slam dunk. I think in the short term, also, it's a slam dunk. But I start to think about. OK, like down the line now, it. it if this doesn't work out perfectly and James is still in the game and four votes from now, you need to get James on your side. Like you've burnt that bridge pretty fully. It seems like. So I don't know. I'm, I I think that it's incredibly savvy and very smart, but you, you really do like, um, like really clearly put a dividing line down when you do this and, or maybe you just do it in a way that isn't clear that you've really just sucked. I was going to say, like, they didn't throw. Even tell James that they threw the challenge. Well, that was this not isn't something that needed to be done. Yeah. This is a gripe. Like a tribal this is Jeff's fault. Scott, what were you saying? Sorry. I was saying, sorry. I was just said uh, like right at tribal, like when she just comes right out and says it like, yeah, we threw it. This struck me as Jeff wanted or needed for the show or for himself someone to admit that they threw the challenge. Because oh, 
he just kept bringing it up and bringing it up and basically said, Jamie, you threw the challenge, right? I wish he didn't do that. I think that Jeff I, hates when people throw challenges and he needed there to be a comeuppance. Jeff was definitely frustrated in that moment. Yeah. Like that whole conversation, he was very frustrated. Even after the challenge, when he throws the piece um, that Jamie threw mm-hmm. onto the puzzle board, like that's clearly Jeff is like, you did this on purpose. I need to make sure everyone sees you yep. did this. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, that was definitely Jeff was very, very clearly frustrated in this moment. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff wanted them to get caught. I think that the biggest and you see this a number of times in Survivor. The thing that Jeff has no tolerance for is not taking it seriously and yeah, like undermining the severity of the game. So anytime someone quits, you know, Jeff hates it. Anytime someone throws a challenge, Jeff hates it. You know, anytime somebody's like goofing off when it should be serious, Jeff hates it. Right. And there's very few times in the history of Survivor where I look at something and I say like, okay, Jeff, as who's supposed to be the host, has crossed a line into affecting the game too much. This is one of those moments, I would say. I think that it was not fair to Jamie and PG that he basically made them admit to throwing the challenge. There's my take. I, I think that Jeff is frustrated. I, cause this is what I'm willing to bet is that Jeff and all the other producers on the show sat down, came up with this twist. Someone looked at them and said, well, why wouldn't the team just throw the challenges in order to vote these two people off? And then they have an advantage. And a majority of people sitting there said, no, no, no. The integrity of the game means too much to these people. They wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. That's not something that we'll see. You know, it's something with like, I mean, it's like in, in a lot of sports, like the like in more like honor sports, quote unquote, like in tennis, the the whole concept of like this is it's it's an honor sport. Like if the ball hits the line and the ref calls it out, like you're supposed to say, no, that was in like it works against me but like that's not fair sure um and so i I genuinely think that jeff and the producers did not think anyone would actually take advantage of what this extremely obvious play is and then they did and that Mm. just annoyed them to no end yeah yeah i certainly think that that's possible I, i yeah one way or another jeff like did not like that this was happening and i think like you said i think he saw that this is like Oh, well, this sucks for the show. Like, they're just going to vote out these two people that we like and want to keep around, you know? Yeah. And no, it's not fun to watch a tribe actively trying to lose a challenge. Mm -hmm. You want to see them trying to win. I thought this was fun to watch, though. (laughs) I thought that Jamie, like, just kind of like halfway putting a puzzle piece on and then kind of being like, do, do, do. I think she was always like she always had it facing the wrong direction. Like yeah. every time it was upside down and she's like, oh, it doesn't fit there. Yeah. <laughs> and then they were just putting them on top. And James at one point is like, you guys, they have to go all the way on. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I felt so bad for James. I really did. Because uh, he clearly didn't know they were throwing the challenge. And he was so frustrated. He was trying so hard. He was just like, What what are you doing? Like, I can't believe this. And 
like what's going on you know yeah. it sucked to watch that i it's, hated that it was also like there there's a pretty common phrase it's like don't don't attribute malice to to what can be chalked up to stupidity um which is just supposed to say, like, we have, we have a tendency as humans to assume the worst when really people are just kind of dumb. Um, <laughs> and James, like, so much is just like, these people are dumb. Yeah, it's he, the inverse. <laughs> never crosses his mind that these people are throwing this challenge to get rid of him. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's too pure for this world. <laughs> there's a lot of, from the moment of this challenge on, there's a lot of great James stuff. Because for most of the season so far, James is kind of like, reserved he doesn't feel like it seems super comfortable like talking with people and at this point his ire is raised and he just lets it fly and it's awesome um i've been waiting for moments to use these i'm just gonna run them um at one point when they're like i i can't remember if this is when pg was talking about sudoku or when um like jamie was talking about uh like the guys diving when they're they should be preparing for the puzzle he's like kids, children. <laughs> he calls them children <laughs> which is great um and then this is from after tribal when they're kind of like doing their debrief of um you know like why everything went so bad james is still pretty fired up and he's like like PG, you weren't even like paying attention, and wh- why are we talking about Sudoku? And PG's like, "Well, Jeff asked me a question. What am I supposed to do? Ignore him?" Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. And yeah, and then at Tribal, you know, this continues. We find out that he actually did throw it, and y- you get a lot of like great faces and reactions from James. This is like. Yeah, a lot of fun. It sucks that he's so upset by this and hurt by this, but it's really funny to watch. <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> um, also, needed to make note, they did finally get swimsuits for this water challenge. Don't know yeah, if you caught yeah. that. Glad that they got those. Yes. Uh, the challenge, the first part of the challenge was also like reverse Kerplunk. Do you ever play Kerplunk? Yeah, the marble game where you uh-huh. pull the spaghetti pieces out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was like Kerplunk, but I- inverse. Yeah. This, how deep did Jeff say it was? It was like 12, 12 feet? feet? I think so. That's insanity. It's a lot, yeah. it's a like, lot of water. That was exhausting. Just watch it. Yeah, which made it that much worse to be like, oh. One of these tribes tried really hard for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I mean, like Eric looked like he was going to pass yeah. out. I thought, I think Aaron almost threw up at one point. Mm-hmm. Well, John O'Hare jumped off the platform, almost knocked the boat upside that down. That was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> the boat. Yeah. And, but like, and what my point is like, Eric and Aaron are killing themselves yeah. to get these pieces over there. And like, it's not going to matter. matter. Yeah. For <laughs> only for sucks. Jamie to yeet one of them into the woods, to, never to be sucks. seen again. <laughs> Yeah, it was a good challenge design, though. I like the reverse Kerplunk. I liked I liked the challenge as a whole. Like it was there was some swimming. There was a Kerplunk thing. Then you had to drag the boat back and Uh then you had to put the the pieces into the puzzle board with like these pegs. Mm -hmm. Like It had a little bit of everything. This was like a very well-rounded challenge. Yeah, it was. 
and still Courtney sat out. She could have been the puzzle person. Yeah. Missed an opportunity. (laughs) Welcome to the, is that pumpkin or cookie? That was cookie. Okay. Welcome to the pod cookie. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think about them throwing the challenge cookie? She, uh, she's, she's spoke her piece. No. Yeah. That's all she'll get with. Too bad. She's, <laughs> she spoke her piece. Sorry. That was really funny. Focus, children. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Anything else from this episode before we move into our goats and participation trophies? No. All in all, this is I think this is the most fun I've had watching an episode so far of this season. There's a lot going on in this one. No doubt. This was definitely the most engaged I was. Yeah, I think even well, I say I have nothing to say. But I remember in the first couple of episodes, we were like, this is just miserable to watch. And I think we've finally gotten over the slog. Yeah. yeah. Which is good. Yeah, yeah. We're we're past like kind of crappy challenges all the time and just feeling bad for everybody. Right. <laughs> yeah. We're in a survivor now. It feels good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we get some real strategy. The throw is is real, real strategy. So. Um, OK, let's go ahead and move on to our goats and participation trophies. The goat, if you recall, goes to the greatest of all time from this episode. And the participation trophy goes to someone who did nothing of value, but was there. So. <laughs> Adam, who is going to receive your points this episode? Um, I think it's hard not to give the go to James. Uh, All right. Why is that? He just I mean, he killed himself to like, like at one point, he literally looked at everybody. and was like, I'll do everything around camp. You guys rest up for the challenge. Like that guy works his butt off for the people in his tribe. And they're just going to ride that workhouse workhorse till the tail falls off. He is the workhorse and the tail will never fall off. Uh, What about the participation trophy? Uh, Well, I think it's a tie between Jamie and PG. (laughs) No, I can't give it to them, actually, because their strategy was really good. Um, Let me give it to Jean Robert. (laughs) Why? Is he we just hate the default? Jean Robert. <laughs> Jean Robert. No, I, I think that like if we're thinking about his like participation trophy, Jean Robert tried really hard to make up for what he did without actually acknowledging any of yeah. how crappy he was. That's fair. And the tribe just doesn't take it. Like he literally just gets a participation trophy. It's like this does nothing. This yeah. doesn't advance you or help you in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> like fair enough. I, I hate Jamie PG's move, but it is strategically a great move. So, yeah. it's, you know, I can't give them a participation trophy. Emily, what about you? Oh, man. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm not ready for this. What was the first challenge? Remind me. There was no there first was challenge. challenge. They traded people. That's why I was like, I can't think of it because it didn't exist. <laughs> uh, I honestly think I'm going to have to give my goat to PG. Yeah. Because she's thinking steps ahead in this game. And that's really important. And it's easy to not do that. Yeah. Would also be very easy in this spot, even if you th- have the idea, like we should throw a challenge and vote these people out. 
to be like, man, that'd be too risky. She mm-hmm. goes yeah. for it. Yeah, like she's really she came up with the idea, pulled the trigger. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it. so um, yeah, I I totally hear James too. I think he's deserving, but I think PG should be acknowledged as well. Yeah. Indeed. And I don't know about a go a participation trophy. Um, and <laughs> I'm gonna give it to Eric. Yeah. Because he was just kind of like <laughs> along for the ride. Yep. He did participate. You're correct. <laughs> yeah. He had a, a, an odd conversation at the beginning of this one. And at the end, he was just kind of like, <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. Emily's also prejudiced against virgins. So. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man such a good sound bite oh my god um i wish i would have pulled this earlier when we first talked about um that scene with eric but you know you you leave that scene thinking this is odd <laughs> <laughs> there was a there's a lot of sexual heat there yeah <laughs> <laughs> not that eric would know <laughs> Honestly, here's the thing. We're dogging Eric for this moment. He also follows that up with a few years ago, I decided I wasn't ready and I just haven't met the right person, which is the most mature thing that he could have Fair. said. There. Yeah, you're totally right. Like, I, we have to give him credit. Like, as much as we're dogging him for this, like he makes a very mature decision. So that's I fine. Think, I think this is maybe indicative of this time in 2007 or whatever, right? Isn't it like a... A reality TV consistent storyline like wasn't there like a bachelor or something that was like famously a virgin or something and like it's this interesting thing and I wonder if he thinks that it is an interesting thing or like in this point in time to be a adult you have to say that I don't know I don't Wait, think this would happen in 2021 I have no idea Okay, anyway. <laughs> it's on yeah, porn. Sure. I don't yeah. know what TV culture was like. I do, I do feel like that was like so out of left field. I was also thinking this has to be like culturally relevant in some way to like what was going on. Yeah. With, yeah. I would uh, think so too. Yeah, with reality TV or something. Uh, Scott, who you got with the goats and the participation trophs? Oh, participation trophs. Yeah. Um, uh, my goat was gonna be PG as well. Yeah. Um, for you know coming up with the idea and then pulling the trigger, like we said. So PG is the goat, not Paul George. <laughs> Pacers fan. PG. If PG uh, played basketball, she should be number thirteen. Similarly. Yeah, absolutely. Um. And my participation trophy um, goes to everyone else. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Sharia. Okay. Because she swapped tribes and then we didn't really hear from her. Yeah. Yeah. 
So she participated, but not on the grand scale. Yeah. I just want to, before I make my picks, want to point out, like, I think, you know, we've mentioned this before. We record in in batches of two. We watch two episodes and record two episodes a time. Most of the time, not always. But in these last two episodes, we've gotten very little from Amanda, very little from Courtney, very little um, from, like, even very little from Todd. Um, and, of course, we always get very little from Eric. But Courtney was obviously, like, very uh, visual. She was there, you know, for the, the first three episodes or so a lot more. And also, I feel like, uh, like Denise and Frosty, we got a lot more out of this these couple episodes than we have previously. So, I think that I'm not going to give my goat to Frosty, but like I think that this is a really strong couple episodes from him. Like even he, being even though he's swapped, it's he seems to like handle it very well and has um you know some confessionals where he's talking about like Jean Robert and seeing that as a crack. Like we get, we see that he's thinking about the game. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And so anyway, I was impressed with frosty from this episode and the previous one. I think I'm going to give my goat to Jamie. Just to be different. Because she also is instrumental in the throwing of the challenge. She goes right along with it. And she also like, though PG seems to be kind of, the instigator of the plan is seems to maybe do the better job of like talking with Aaron and with Eric about um, this sort of thing, kind of the, the social to the PG strategy. Although she could have been a little less giggly and (laughs) goofy about how she threw it. She was instrumental that. Um, in my participation trophy, um, yeah, there wasn't really like a bad performance this episode. I think, I think I'm actually going to put this on James as much as he like busted it. Um, and though he was, it goes against his character to lose. I think that when you're looking at his long-term potential in this season of survivor, he hurts his stock by the way that he reacted to the throwing of the challenge, right? Like he kind of cuts himself off from an opportunity. Um, if he needs to down the line to work with this group. So, um, and he also votes for the wrong person. So he probably should have just voted for Aaron, knowing that it was going to be one of the two of them instead of being like, I'm not going to vote for, somebody on my tribe um, yeah that was weird <laughs> yeah yeah i am looking at the voting confessionals yeah there's very no- there's really nothing here eric said sorry for the confusion sorry for the lies today was a big mess but i have to go with my two girls that's all i've got in this game <laughs> all right <Order. laughs> um let's do our fantasy update uh this episode 
though our numbers are dwindling, our scores are a little bit as well. But of course, we'll get a big bump when the merge comes and more opportunities to score there as well. Um, this episode, uh, the highest scoring tribe was Emily's tribe. Um, a total of 40 points there. No reward challenge this episode, so no points for that. And nobody actually named this one. It just described something that happened. Adam's Buddha Boys tribe pulled in 35, and Scott lost another member and only grabbed 30 points this episode, meaning that our total now is in first place, Adam's Buddha Boys at 215, Emily's Le Jouet at 205, and 190 points for the Human Beings tribe um, in third place. But plenty of time left. No big blowouts to this point. Um, everyone's in striking distance. Now that we've seen a little more, any interest in trades? Feel like Jeff asking if anybody wants to give up an immunity necklace. The answer is always no, but you still have to ask. But I mean, does somebody want James? Because I mean, <laughs> <laughs> on I the think he's got block. great long-term potential in this game. <laughs> Yeah, anybody trying to buy low <laughs> on on James? What if he traded though, and then we get the merge next episode? Honestly, that's the fear. It's just like, <laughs> I. It wouldn't surprise me if Jeff moves the merge up just to spite PG. Yeah. <laughs> Drop your buffs, losers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't feel comfortable with predicting the future for any of these people. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Well, that will just about do it for our coverage of this episode. Next time on Outwatch, we will continue along with our Survivor China coverage covering the sixth episode. Going right in line with the bad episode titles. This one's called That's Love, Baby. It Makes You Strong. All right. What? <laughs> Who said that? What is this about? <laughs> I have to look up who says it, actually, because it's wild. Um, yeah, this is a James quote. What? <laughs> He's got to be it's got to be like a confessional where he's talking about like back home or something. I don't know, man. <laughs> they get better with the, the episode titles, but this this season's pretty rough. Um, Make sure that you are subscribed to our feed so that you don't miss anything. Um, also, please rate and review on your platform of choice. That goes a long way. In helping others find the show. And if you're interested, listener support is available. Um, it's just like a little mini Patreon sort of deal. You can kick us some cash, and that'll go towards us continuing to make this podcast if you are enjoying it and want to support us. That would be great, and we would appreciate it. Uh, next time, like we said, we'll continue with Survivor China, and we will see you next time. Survivor China.